conversations. Yes. We have been chatting around with Pastor Alfonso Flowers, and yes. we talked about his book, Something About Love. We want everyone to go purchase it. Please. Watch part one. It has all the information, and we'll put it on this one as well. But um, we were we were at a perfect point to continue the conversation, um, and we felt it was a good idea to just keep going a little bit to talk about some more um, things as it relates to love, as it relates to the heart, as it relates to uh, trust, faith, belief, all of those things. Um, and so one thing that you said towards the end of the last uh, of part one was that, um, you know, you read your your favorite chapter, um, but you talked about how it it was that that kind of pushed you out mm -hmm. to start your ministry, yeah. to start your church. What do you think it takes to start a ministry? Because I know it takes love, yeah. one. I know it takes trust. I know it takes faith. It takes all these things because it, there's so many components to having a ministry of any sort, whether you're a pastor, whether your ministry is more community-focused, right. or whatever it is. How do you, in today's time, mm -hmm. when pastors are killing themselves, yeah. when people are just manipulating like crazy, yes when people are seeing pastors living lives just like anyone else on the street, what does it take mm. to effectively launch a ministry, mm. but not just launch it, right. actually continue and grow and mature and keep going? What does mm. it take to keep going? Uh, that's, that's heavy. I, I think I experience it more as I go. Mm -hmm. um, it definitely takes the love of God um, because you're dealing with the hurt, per se, of humanity. Yes. I did not approach ministry on my own strength. I was not looking to be a pastor. Mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to know God, follow God. I served in my local church, and I believe that I served faithfully my leaders. Um, I esteemed them highly, and I made myself available, and I personally thought that I would be like a brother or sister church, however you want to say it, from one of the leaders that I served, and that was not God's plan. Um, so that kind of messed me up, but yeah. as I was going through and writing the book, I just saw House of Prayer, and um, it came from Isaiah. And it would talk about in my house shall be called a house of prayer. But when you read that, he's talking about even the main, even the outcasts, and all of them will be welcome in my house. And it shall be called a house of prayer. So God was opening up his love in this time to the Gentiles and bringing them in. So with that concept, we only use typically quote the my house shall be called a house of prayer. But what does it look like? Yeah. It looks like a place for broken folk. Mm -hmm looks like a place for people that society has rejected and even some uh, uh, pious church folk have rejected. I'm opening it up because through the love of Christ now, mm -hmm. I'm going to show them so much love that they're going to worship me and I'm going to be their God. They're going to be my people and his love is extended to everybody. That's right. Right. So when he called me, he showed me the vision first and I still held it. I mean, because I didn't start the ministry until what? Uh, 20, 2011, 2012. Wow. I wrote this back in 2008. 
So it was time. It wasn't just me seeing this thing and running with it because mm -hmm. I didn't do that. I was still serving and I was doing my best to serve my leaders faithfully, doing what God had asked me to do. But through the course of that, now that you ask that, I see that a lot of things that I had to deal with yeah. uh, was a, is a reflection of, of, of the type of leader he is creating me to be. Mm -hmm. So my whole viewpoint is pointing people to Christ. So it takes faith. You have yeah. to know that it's God calling yeah. you. I talked to my bishop. Bishop Galbraith is, is, my, is my bishop in the Church of God in Christ. I was serving him for seven years, and I went and I told him in, in 2011 or what have you that I believe the Lord is calling me to pastor. He sat down and he talked, and he asked me some serious questions. I asked my wife some serious questions. I wasn't going to do that until I knew it was God. Yeah. It was God. Mm -hmm. You know, the way he did it was so mind-blowing to me as a matter of fact it was Dwayne he doesn't even know this he it was the the year that Galinda Ingram Adams came out and and ministered at Blessed Faith mm -hmm. uh, Dwayne was doing a concert at another church Dwayne Johnson and uh, he was um, no he wasn't doing a concert he was doing praise and worship mm -hmm. and the Lord sat me down while he was worshiping yeah you know me I love to praise God <laughs> but he sat me down and he said um, who can I use and what does it mean by giving me glory? Wow. And I'm thinking, well, you just praise God. He said, that's good, but what does it mean? And who can I use? You can use anybody. Okay. What does it mean to give me glory? He said, it's more than worship. It's more than singing. He said, it's a life that lives to the glory of God, that they may see your good works and glorify me, which is in heaven. That's giving me glory. And I just broke down because I didn't know where that was leading. We went from there to blessed faith. And Linda was, was, was ministering that night. And Dwayne was up worshiping again. And while he was up there, he gave me his Isaiah chapter 6. It's clear as day. It was like the heavens opened. And he said, I'm calling you to go out. And I just broke down and started crying. Mm -hmm. And just right in the pulpit. I mean, it was just, I couldn't do anything. Called my bishop, sat down and talked. That same week, he said, okay, I'm going to put you up and I'm going to release you. Go. Wow. So... I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. But he said to pray fast and trust God mm -hmm. and the people will come. And I did just that. I've been in ministry for seven years now. It's not the biggest church. But how do I gauge what God is doing? That's where it becomes difficult um, because I have visions like this. Yeah, yeah. I see probably in stuff a lot you know what I mean mm -hmm. but God had to show me that there's more to seeing what's at the end right there's processes that you need to go through right and through those processes it's even changed my whole philosophy again I feel like I'm being changed every day so what does it take it takes a faith in God it takes a love and a trust in him that's right and knowing that no matter what it looks like to you mm -hmm. God is working the bigger picture mm -hmm. and through that I mean, it's um, people have come, people have gone. We've gone through a lot of different things, but it's been that love of God, been the faith that whole God really put in. It's more than just preaching, yeah. Doctor Sarks. Uh, it, yeah. More than just preaching, you know. I move past that. It's more than preaching. You have yeah. to know the God that you serve, but you also have to know that the people that you're serving is God are God's people. That's right. Whether they're saved or not, mm -hmm. you know. And that comes with finding, knowing who you are. Mm -hmm. Not in the world's way, 
but knowing who you are through the eyes of God and who he's created you to be. That's right. Right. So that's what kind of keeps me going and being still in this day and time. Mm -hmm. You stated that there was a lot of manipulation. Um, I don't know how you want to open that up and stuff like that. But um, you got to remember when God uses vessels, mm -hmm. they speak as the oracles of God. It's not just going to school and having head knowledge and quoting scriptures and just playing tic-tac-toe with the scripture. You know what I'm Connect the dots with the... It's absolutely. not that. Yeah, absolutely. You're speaking the counsel of God. So he's going to use you through prayer. Things are going to happen in people's life. Mm -hmm. God's going to answer prayers. People are going to be open to uh, the, the creator of heaven, mm -hmm. God in us, God dwelling with us in community, not just me, but you too. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, uh, you're going to have words that you can speak, word of wisdom, word of knowledge. Things are going to happen. Um, they're going to see God in a greater way. So when you start walking in that realm, if people aren't reading the word and really don't know, it's easy to manipulate if you get in self yeah. or if you're greedy for the wrong thing. Yeah. So I don't know, just some thoughts. I don't know if you have another question for that. I don't want to, but um, you may mention of some, and those were some things resonate. And that's a, a that's something that I've had to deal with. Mm -hmm. Where Which part, the manipulation? Or not manipulating folk? Not manipulating folk. Um, and I've been in ministries where they I see manipulation from the pulpit down, you know, so I understand that from that aspect. But it's different now when when you when God has called you to do ministry, you do ministry. It, it's 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 different when people are now open to receive from you. Because if you're speaking for God, it suggests that God has invested you with a gift that he has entrusted you with mm -hmm. that is going to help build other people's life. So just by way of relationship, you're not really their friend. I'm the type of person I kind of befriend everybody and that can be muddy waters. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I know that it it, it, mm -hmm. they do. And mm -hmm. both of my hands are raised. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. been a struggle just yeah. by my nature and who I am. But by way of relationship, they are in a position to receive what you have to say. So if your heart isn't right, if you're fearful, even in fear, yeah. you can approach things in a way to where you want to keep people with you. Mm -hmm. And you say things because you know what God says, or you can say things that make them dependent upon you. That's right. Okay. And because they're open to receive, you got to remember, it's not just their emotions, it's their psyche. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they open up a part of them that is spiritual. It's, it's not just nine times out of ten common sense because you can't approach God with your, your, your just carnal mind, right. your fleshly mind. Right. You have to open up your spirit. You have to be able to, in faith, see the God of the Bible, believe yeah. it, and, and articulate and discern. Babes in Christ, they're open to greater forms of manipulation because they're impressionable, just like a little child. Yeah, yeah. And you have to be careful because your intentions can be good, but if God tell you don't talk no more, shut up. Yeah. You got to be quiet and let God do the work that you think you're trying to do. That's right. You know, that's where that, um, that, that 
being in that position of, oh God, I, and seeing that, man, if you put your hands too fast on somebody, you can mess them up. That's right. That hurts. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And if you're not open enough to be corrected, you can continue a life of yeah. that. Yeah. But but we're in this thing as a love trust thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, so people don't intentionally do that. Some people do. Some people do. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that struggle is is real. You know, it's real, but it takes. Yeah, you know. because some people do intentionally manipulate, mm -hmm. and some people intentionally use um, God, the Bible, God's name. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a lot of cults out there who are intentionally. They're getting whatever they're getting out of this, yes. you know, whether it's just, you know, getting people's minds locked in to believe that this is mm -hmm. it um, or whether it's a physical thing they're getting out of it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you have all kinds of cults that have happened in history. Mm -hmm. David Koresh and these different ones mm -hmm. um, where, where they're saying they're God. Yeah. And there is actually somebody believing it. A mm -hmm. lot of people believing it. You know what I mean? So, like you said, they're, I, I believe that People want to believe in something. Mm -hmm. People yeah. want to be a part of something. Right. People want to be needed. They want to be loved. Yes. They do. Yes. We have those just natural desires in us. And so if I find something that fits mm. what I'm looking for, no matter what it is, yes. sometimes the blinders are on, right? Because I don't see it as manipulation. I, I see it as... <laughs> This is something that I fit, mm -hmm. and it fits mm -hmm. me, and it accepts me. Yes. It accepts me for who I am, where I am, how I am, and it's all good. Yes. But I believe that That's that, good. I believe that people have come into our churches mm -hmm. and have been manipulated in the same way as mm -hmm. people are being manipulated in some of these cult environments mm -hmm. that are not necessarily in a church. Yes. That are, you know, at a compound or something like that in forest or wherever we right, see them right, on right, TV right. and things like that. Um, because they are. And mm -hmm. I believe that even nowadays it's worse yep. because of social media. Mm. You can be an overnight wonder <laughs> and, and say it's ministry and say it's God and say it's all these things. You can, listen... Get on Facebook Live, get on Instagram, whatever it is, YouTube. People have become overnight sensations, yes. overnight one. I'm talking about making money. Yeah, yeah. Could care less about God, could right. care less about his people, could care less about a relationship mm -hmm. with him. But the outside doesn't know that, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're just like, wow, this person's awesome. Yeah. They're the biggest prophet. They've gone yeah. to all this yeah. and that. They got all these things behind their name. And... You don't know them. Right. It's social media. It's powerful. And so now you have people who are no longer even going to church, per se, like right. a physical church. Um, mm. And that's a whole other topic, that, probably, yeah. that we could go on. But you have people following, mm -hmm. and they're following, and they're following, and then boom, as soon as something happens, as soon as the article comes out or the mm -hmm. truth comes out on that person, it's like... See, that's why I don't believe in God no way. Yeah. That's why I don't go to church no way. That's why I'm not Christian no way. That's why I'm not this and that. Yeah. That's why I just do what I do. People really they receive do. things that way. Not just from overnight sensations online, mm -hmm. even just in our in our local church environments. Right. That happens as well because 
of that stigma and that expectation because like right, right. you said there is a level of spiritual maturity as you grow in mm -hmm. Christ that we all should be striving we should all be striving to grow and mature in Christ I don't believe that anyone has just made it, you know no. to ultimate maturity in Christ it, it's a it's always a constant learning yes. it's a constant growing it's a constant studying your word it's a constant um, it just uh, learning from life's experiences and growing closer to God instead of using those experiences to go further from God. Because right. you only go to two directions when you go through stuff. Yes. You go close or you go far. That's right. That's, That's it. That's right. That's literally, you don't just be in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You're either going to get close to God or you're going to go far away from him. Mm -hmm. And guess what? That's going to take you a lot more time mm -hmm. to get get back where you were yeah. in the first place. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of what people have experienced mm -hmm. in the church or as it relates to what we would call church folks, yeah. a lot of people have been manipulated. And right. a lot of people have been manipulated when it comes to money. Yeah. People um, feel people feel like their emotions get played on when right. it comes to money. It's almost like you pull on my heartstrings because you know I'm compassionate about that. You yes. know I truly care about that. That's right. So that's what you use. Mm -hmm. To suck me dry because you know I'm going to give towards that because yeah. it's where my heart is. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a compassion for people who are poor. Right. So if right, you have right, a right. um if you mm -hmm. raise money for the poor, guess what? That's real talk. You mm -hmm. know I'm gonna give it. Yeah. If you just tell me give an offering, I may not give towards that, mm -hmm. but I'm gonna give to a cause. Right. Right? Or what about all the, the you know, mm -hmm. I I just I grew up in this I grew up in this thing, so I know some of these these gimmicks, I call them. Right. But some people intentionally uh, try to pull on the emotions of people directly before the offering. Mm -hmm. Because some people have said that um, we raise more money that way. Mm -hmm. That's not right. That's not right. But it's absolutely. not right. It, it's not right, but it's it's... It happens, right? Yeah. Because somebody got that from somewhere because they probably exactly. tried it, and so it, it happens, right? And so there's this whole theory out there that, you know, you raise more money if people shout right before the offering. Mm -hmm. You can, you know, kind of use that momentum, use yep. that energy, and use those emotions for them to give more money. Instead of the individual praying to God and saying, Lord, what do you want me to give? Mm -hmm. And just giving that and right. being content no matter what. Right. You wanted me to give the thousand or you want me to give the dollar? Yeah. That's on top right. of my tithe, mm -hmm. my, you know, on top of, what do you want me to do? Right. Not just, oh, I, I, I feel free now, or I feel lighter, mm -hmm. because I danced it off real quick, and it was a great experience, Yeah. and now I'm going to give a thousand, because I just, they asked for it. Yeah. And so I'm going to contribute that way. You know, yeah. or you have certain relationships that are built between um, uh, some pastors, church leaders, Right. With um, some of the la laity, uh, the regular members, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. some relationships are built solely because of manipulation. Some right. positions are given. They are. Solely because of manipulation. As a result of manipulation, this person is now a bishop. Mm -hmm. This person is now this or that. You Indeed. know? It's almost like for a, a, a large group of uh, folks, it's almost like. Either the blinders are on intentionally, and so they don't see it, because maybe they're gaining on the back end, mm -hmm. or they just literally don't see it. And one day, I do believe that God is 
gonna get just so fed up with having his name out there like that, with that intent. Like you said, it goes back to the heart. Yeah. So something is in your heart. It, it is. That causes you to want to manipulate us. And I don't know, maybe maybe you really don't want to, mm -hmm. but there's something there that causes you to right. conduct yourself in such a way. I, I think it goes to teaching. Mm -hmm. um, when you have very uh, powerful preachers or demonstrations of the spirit of Christ um, and psychology, mm -hmm. when you know how people, you said it, uh, respond when they're pressured or not pressured, yep. when they're wooed or not wooed, when you talk about you know, faith and hell at the same time, and you know how to manipulate people to um, draw them in to give or open up mm -hmm. or to become vulnerable. People use that. Yeah. Um, so you got to be careful about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, again, the challenge, I believe, of whatever leader it is that is doing that. Mm -hmm. um, you made a, a, some some other things, and I'm, I'm going to go back to that, but you said social media people can blow up overnight. Yeah. It's because they don't have that church to go to, that, that form of accountability. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's why Ephesians teaches us that what we are the ecclesia, the church. Christ is the head of the church. And we are one in him. Mm -hmm. So when we come together, we should be hearing from God so that the people in the body can be edified and perfected. Mm -hmm. That's why it's important to have gifts in the body. Now, I can do several different things. Right. But it should not be on me. You have to now want to desi desire or hear from God so you can get up and be used by him. That's right. You know what I mean? And people have to be okay with that. I, I think the problem comes when we don't know how. Let's go lay laity to, to preach or what have you. The laity does not know how to position themselves to be used by God because they've become accustomed to hearing from God from their leader. Mm. So now, can I ask a question? Yeah. A follow up question on that point because mm -hmm. I think that's a very good point, mm -hmm. and I don't want to forget. But whose responsibility is that? Because sometimes the laity believe that it's the leader's responsibility mm -hmm. to train, to teach, to encourage mm -hmm. them to learn. Right. You know their their component, and then for them to be able to be released to operate in that. But then some leaders believe it's not on me to do it. It's on you right. Right. Yeah. to pray, yeah. seek God for yourself, and let God tell you, and then let's go from there. Indeed. And so I, I find that there could be a fine line somewhere yeah. that both sides don't really know when to step in. And, and I would agree with you with that. I think it's both. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it's the Holy Spirit that reveals. Um, even in Acts, when they appointed the deacons and appointed those, they prayed, mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit moved upon the apostles to now anoint certain people for different tasks. So it means this, that as a leader, I have to be in prayer for the people that are in my church, mm -hmm. and I have to be able to be willing to see what God wants and not what I want, mm -hmm. and be able to wait until God deals with that individual and moves them to, excuse me, to now have the desire 
to, oh, I think I want to serve God. When they come to me, I ha I can't just put my hands on them, yeah. shape and mold them to the way I want them to be, which is very easy to do. Easy. Um, but I have to learn how mm -hmm. to take them in and, and allow them to be themselves, but teaching them the ways of God. So, so that that's important because God places the apostle, the evangelist, the prophet, the pastor, the teacher in the church. These are gifts to the body, whatever ministry it is, for the edification and perfection of the saints. That's their job. That's different than the gifts that help you be effective in what you do. The, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, faith, we all need discernment. You know, administration helps. All this, it's totally different. Mm -hmm. you, you get, so, so these you might see within these different leaders according to what God is working in that ministry. But what God's trying to do is develop the body. Yeah. So we can all get to a point to where we're flowing in these gifts. So yes, the head is needed. But again, it's a love affair. Yeah. I have to be able to love God enough to love the people that he brings in the door, whether they got money or not. They are not the, the fish that's going, yeah, they are. You, they're not the fish that has the money in the mouth. It, it's not. They are vessels that God wants yeah. to use, yeah. right? Yeah. And I have to be able to do that. It's a love relationship. So if I've gained the trust of my congregation, few or many, mm -hmm. I should be able to love them enough to express what they feel and, and come at me raw even if they don't know what I know mm. so that I can talk with them and give them understanding and what they're trying to accomplish and what they believe God has put on their life. And, and that's a love relationship. Mm -hmm. You can't just do that. You know what I mean? You, I can't tell you I want you... You can. I've grown up in church, and I'm sure you have yeah. to. They ask you to do this, and you're like, well, that's kind of out of my league. But being willing helps shape and mold you, too. Yeah. But I can't make you right. be a pastor because you'll serve for a few years, and then you're gone, or you, you're you gone meaning you leave ministry, yep. or you check out of here because you can't handle the pressure. That's not my job. It's my job to pray. So it's a trust-love relationship. And, and I think when we understand that as people and, and we understand that as a body, our churches will flourish. My challenge is I see big. Yeah. But God has blessed me with small, and I'm not using that as a slight. Yeah. And it bothered me so much. God, I'm not doing what you asked me to do until recently. Mm -hmm. He said, look, this is my business. That's right. And it blew my mind. And I started seeing development info mm -hmm. when I started hearing like God wanted me to hear. That's right. Right? And that is a very intimate place because, again, you're dealing with ego and everybody has ego. Ego is good, but when it becomes prideful or arrogant, you're way out of line and way you out. start doing yeah. what Saul did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Keeping the good stuff for yourself and making sacrifices mm -hmm. that God ain't asked you to do. And now you're dealing in God's stead. Okay? Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's a walk. You know what I mean? And it takes love to walk things out. Yeah. It takes love. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to those people being manipulated, I believe that it's teaching. Mm. You have people that are anointed, and, and you hear it all the time, I'm anointed. Or you have the prophet, the Elijah, 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 Elisha syndrome. You know what I'm saying? He didn't see him until he was able to look up and the mantle fell. Everybody's not a prophet. So everybody is not going to have the capacity That's 
That's right. To submit themselves to God the way a prophet should and serve others because yes, a prophet is for the body. They don't speak the things of God, but they're really for the nations and kings and stuff in the Old Testament. We like to teach on the Old Testament. But even when the prophet is in the body, it, the prophet ain't the one that's trying to assert. The prophet is there to give the oracles of God, and it brings a soundness to the body because of what God is doing there. And nine times out of ten, your pastor is going to be a prophet or an apostle. Mm -hmm. They're not going to have that usurping authority type thing. So if a prophet is in your ministry, nine times out of ten, the leader is. Mm -hmm. And he's able to discern spiritual things when they are spoken. Mm -hmm. So you're not just dealing with this lopsided thing. Yeah. God does everything decent and in order. In fact, in Corinthians, he, what did he say? He said, if there's a prophet in your midst, let them prophesy two or three and then let them judge. So it ain't nobody just coming up in here talking with this super spiritual gift that is manipulation mm -hmm. because people are trying to figure it out and just open. Ah, no, there's other prophets there and they're judging just because you might be anointed more than others. And there are people that are grace do amazing things, give some miracles. Yeah. There is that. Mm -hmm. But there's always checks and balances in the kingdom. There's always. And we have to be aware of that. Mm -hmm. When you're dealing with the manipulation of those people, it's teaching. And if I'm teaching that you need to serve me, then I'm conditioning your mind That's right. to serve me at what I say and what I do. If you do anything outside of that, that's deviation. So then I come at you out the side of my neck saying that I'm correcting you. Mm -hmm. When sometimes it ain't a correction that we should be giving. The Holy Spirit does that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if it's needed. Mm -hmm. But because of our teaching, yeah. we have now submitted to the sound of authority mm -hmm. without understanding the authority and what should have been given uh, uh, with understanding. This is why yeah. we do this. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. you can be fearful. My daddy says something. I'm... Yeah. I'm not going to do nothing. Yeah. I hear yeah. my pop's yeah. voice call me. I ain't going to do nothing. But yeah. if I don't have understanding, I'm going to be fearful. That's right. But when I understand why he tells me this, when I hear his sound, I know that, listen, oh, this repercussion, this, this, this can happen. You understand what I'm right. saying? Mm -hmm. People fear God that way. Mm -hmm. So if they feel God move upon them, they shout and they yell and they scream or they always interpret it as doing wrong. No, you're, you're not understanding yeah. that God is perfecting. Right. So you have to look at that dynamic and it, all that stuff. You can, you know, build up and build that. But when I'm sitting at the feet of people, sometimes I don't see. That's right. I don't. I'm, I'm believing because I'm seeing God use you. I'm seeing the relationship that you have with the Lord. And I am believing and entrusting my heart to you as my leader because in my eyes, you're not going to teach me wrong. We see the anointing. We don't see the man. Mm -hmm. We don't see the woman. Mm -hmm. There's two. There's mm -hmm. two. You have to. Samuel didn't even see. Mm -hmm. He served in the temple. He served the priest. He kept the candlesticks and everything, heard the message, but he did not know God. Mm -hmm. Until God called him Until three times, yeah. you went. Where did he go? To the preacher. He sure did. Because he speaks as the oracle of God, mm -hmm. the counsel of God. Mm -hmm. And when the priest realized it, he said, "When you say, say thy servant here, then yeah. here am I." And then what did the Bible say? God opened him up, and now that prophetic gift, the prophet, God called him as a prophet, opened up to him, and he started seeing the mm -hmm. things of God. Mm -hmm. 
And the first thing that uh, I believe it was Eli said, tell me everything that God said, even if you feel it don't hurt me. That's a true man of God because he was already in the wrong That's and he knew right. it. He <laughs> said, tell me everything, even if you think it's going to hurt me. Mm -hmm. And when he did, you know, it played out. He died and all that other stuff. But he, that's a true man of God. Tell me. If you're a prophet and you're coming here, that's the type of relationship we need yes. to have. Yes. You know, so I, I think that's why people get manipulated. And it takes mm -hmm. time. And it takes people that really love the people of God yeah. in order to walk them through some very sticky situations. Unfortunately, it happens. Unfortunately, there's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Unfortunately, yeah. people use this word love, as you have stated before, and I wanted to piggyback on that. And this universal love today, this universal love has to do with loving and uh, homosexuals, uh, tr uh, what do we call them, transgender. Uh, now you can have sex with spirits and demons, and, mm -hmm. and they, they're talking about it on TV shows, hip-hop artists, everything, uh, or actors. You see it. It's all, been, it's all bail. It's all paganistic it's all demonic rituals it's all that listen that's the form of love what does it mean that means when i say i love and i'm promoting it it's everything is one everybody is one god loves us all he knows our heart we're going all to heaven it's all moving to a one world uh, uh conformity of love which will lead to a one world religion one world economy one world power it's going to lead that way mm. so that's why you don't have we talked about, I think, in the last segment, that love has boundaries, it has barriers, it has rules, it has regulations to keep people safe, to allow God. You push out the love of God, you have the love of the world, and that deals with everything that you want to be, everything you want to express, everything you want to feel, everything you want to do, until there's chaos, and then that is primed for now the Antichrist and the One World Movement to come in. Mm. You see what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So you have to know what love is. Mm -hmm. God's going to create. He's a jealous God. He loves each and every single one of us. Absolutely. Everybody. Everybody. But we need to come to the truth and love him through Christ. It ain't just through God or the bearer of light. It ain't through that. It's through Christ. Mm -hmm. There's a purpose for him. Mm -hmm. He's real. You know, and today, unfortunately, I don't follow a lot of people. I pray, I go to people that I know that I've seen their life. I don't try to talk and put other folk down in leadership or what have you because I can. I understand the dynamic of the heart. I yeah. understand the things we can make. I try not to talk bad about leadership or express my, my saltiness concerning certain things with folk that don't understand. That's right. I try to teach them and show them what? The truth of it. There's spiritual things and there's fleshly things. Mm -hmm. And God uses fleshly folk, whether they want to be used or not sometimes, but you have to be able to discern when God is moving, what is he saying? And if we see anything adverse, we pray for the individual and allow God to correct them just like he corrects you. It's difficult. Mm -hmm. It takes time. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, we, 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 need, we need that. We need that love and that truth, man. Mm -hmm. You know, you know so that kind of act. As we um, come to a close on this, what would be some final thoughts or what would you say to, how do you help a leader who's broken and still serving? How do you help a leader who has unforgiveness 
from trauma in their in their life or from things that have happened to them uh, how do you help a leader who just has so much buried because mm -hmm. they are a leader and they don't feel like they can <laughs> release it let it out they surely can't let anybody know because like you said right. there's ego and there's you know different expectations as a pastor there are That's many big. pastors who are broken. They That's really true. are. And sometimes they're just operating through their brokenness, which we see there's some of the results of that. Because sometimes the results of that become public. They do. And so, as a final word of encouragement, mm. could you speak to that group specifically? That's, that's, mm. that's just what, through what you were just saying, that's just the group that, that God showed me. Wow. While you were um, uh, talking. How do you encourage that group? How do you let them know it's okay mm. for you to be right. healed too? Yes. It's okay for you to be forgiven too, and yes. then for you to go and forgive. Yes. It's actually okay. It is. And it's actually necessary. It is. It's necessary for ministry. It's necessary for lives. It's necessary for connections. Yes. So what would be some, some final thoughts, some words of encouragement to like that population? Well, I, I, I would say... And I will go back to Proverbs 4.23, to keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So when you're dealing with that aspect, you have to be able, and this is what I do, not just saying something that sounds cute, yeah. but you have to be able to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal your brokenness, your levels of pride or arrogance, your tendencies, whether there are two other people, tendencies to yourself. If you're like me, sometimes I wanted to do harm to myself because I didn't get it. And people didn't see that. But me going through my own struggles and trial, it was just easier to hurt me mm. and then put a smile on my face because God has gifted me to do that. But when the Holy Spirit starts speaking to your heart, you have to be okay with what he shows you because it's all going to flow from here. Mm -hmm. um, your hurt, your pain, eventually it's going to come out, um, but it's okay. Why? Because if we do in fact trust the Lord our God with our whole heart and lean not to our own understanding, the only way that he can make our way straight when we acknowledge him is by revealing what the issues are when you can do that and be real with yourself and be real with God what happens is he comes in and he removes those broken places he removes those hurtful places he then forgives you but you have to receive it mm -hmm. because when you do what happens is you're able to now release it unto others right. and what you'll find is is that God's love will continually fill your cup and this is one of the other things, and I'm going to close on this. Allow the people that you serve to love on you. I didn't say manipulate you. That's right. Their prayers never act like their prayers can't reach where you are. I don't care how high up you get. The body heals itself naturally, physically, spiritually. It heals itself. So you have to hear through a discerning ear the love of the people. Receive their prayers. Mm -hmm. Receive their hand. Don't ever think that you are, are, are more than them or they don't understand. Mm -hmm. You might not understand what they're going through. 
God's just using you to speak a word of life. Mm -hmm. But when you're open to receive, when you keep this heart, listen to the Holy Spirit. Deal with the dark issues. Deal with the light issues. Deal with the good issues. And just allow the Holy Spirit to what? He that has begun a good work in you shall perform it. Let him perform it for you. You walk with God and stop trying to make God follow you and watch healing take place in your life. That's what I would say. Amen. We are going to wrap this up. We hope that you enjoyed this episode, yeah. part one and part two. And hopefully something was said to inspire you, encourage Praise you, um, to uplift you and to cause you to want to mature at another level in Christ. Uh, we are going to close out. And we want to say thank you to Pastor Alfonso Flowers. Thank you, Dr. Stark. For joining us and for being a part of Diversify. Yes. He's our Christian Education Director. Yes. And so it was just fitting to um, interview him for this segment. So um, good night. And remember night. to subscribe to our YouTube channel yes. so that you get uh, the alerts when the updated videos come out. Good night, everybody. Good night.